Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. So glad you're here today. Actually, if you're watching the video, you can see in the background here that I have my candle, the story candle. Have you guys seen this yet? Oh my gosh. I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but I had the incredible honor of working with June and Bloom, which is a local candle company here in DFW. They are a give back brand. They support anti-trafficking. They support community garden projects. And every single individual product purchased provides five meals for somebody in need here in DFW. It's incredible. Like love their brand already. And I've had the privilege on working with them on many projects. And I got to create a custom by words candle with them called story. And I just got to say, this is literally the best thing I've ever smelled. And I'm not just saying that because I came up with the smell myself. I truly think that there's nothing like it. And it is so special to me. Like it's just, you guys, it's literally so good. I feel like if you smell this, you'd be like, yeah, that smells like Hannah. It's like a chai but cozier, not super sweet, a little bit earthy, like a little bit grounded. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's vanilla, sandalwood, cinnamon, oh, clove. It is, it is, it's incredible. Let me just say that. There's not really much to say. You just need to get one of these and try it for yourself and just see. It's amazing. I can link it for you in the show notes if you're interested, but just go to juneandbloom.com. You can actually use my code for 10% off any June and Bloom purchase, it's by words 10, but without the O. So B-Y-W-R-D-S 10. <laughs> I had to catch myself there. But anyway, that'll give you 10% off any June and Bloom order. This is not even sponsored. I'm just literally obsessed with June and Bloom. They have another scent called Book Nook that is phenomenal. I mean, every single one of their scents that I've smelled is out of this world. And they're all clean, vegan, sustainable, ethically sourced organic, like everything. It's so good. Okay. 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 Let me get off my tangent here because we have got some things to talk about today. And I am literally so excited to share this. It's insane, you guys, but I'm pregnant. I am having a baby this September. And I, if you've been with us for a while and watched our journey and heard my story here on the show, you know, that this has been a very long journey. I had my first miscarriage in 2021 in the fall. And then I had two other losses last year. And coming into this year, my heart was just ooh, like ready to try one more time or be done, like just really praying and, and asking God to give me wisdom and discernment because it just, I mean, miscarriages are a lot, like not only emotionally, but it's a lot on your body. It's a lot financially. Okay. Like spoiler alert, miscarriages are not free. They're not cheap at all, actually. And if you have multiple of them, it's just a lot. Okay, so we are just so grateful to be where we are now. I'm in the second trimester with our sweet baby girl, and we are just literally over the moon. It just still feels like we're dreaming. It is so exciting. So today, I wanted to answer your questions about my pregnancy and just share a little bit about this girl's story because it's been the most incredible journey. I mean, it's been a hard long, painful journey, but I am so grateful to be where I am today. And I can't wait to share her story so far with you. So I'll just start from the beginning. Last year, um, my second loss was in August. No, I had a, I had a miscarriage in August and then I had another one in November on Thanksgiving. And so going into this year, I was just like, okay, Lord, I can't do this again. This is my fifth pregnancy and I've only had one successful birth and delivery. So 
as you can imagine, I was just feeling very weary and very kind of hesitant to try again because that's just a lot of like getting your hopes up, going through the grief and trauma again and getting your hopes up again and then just not working out. And so the beginning of this year, we had prayer and fasting at our church. And my big prayer was that the Lord would just help us to have a healthy baby and a healthy pregnancy or just take away the desire and then help us move in the direction of fostering and adopting. Like that would be our next move. And so I just kind of laid it out there on the table for the Lord. And I was like, whatever you have planned for us, like just help me be okay. (laughs) Just help my heart to heal and be ready for whatever you have planned for our family. And I had a feeling around that time that I just needed to change some things in my health. Like I had been seeing doctors, I mean, since my first loss, um, and just all kinds of testing, all kinds of supplements, all kinds of treatments, just trying everything to figure out like what the issue was with my losses. And some of you may be curious, like what was causing the multiple miscarriages, because especially after having our son, which was our first pregnancy, I didn't have any losses or any complications before or during my pregnancy with Jude. Besides at the end of my pregnancy, I got sick with him, but that is a whole other story that is wild. Um, but yes, yeah, so coming into this year, I just felt like throughout my three losses, the only thing we could really determine was a consistent factor is that my progesterone was really low. And that's super common with losses and hormone issues. Like it's just something that I guess for me, um, my hormones, I've had a lot of health issues through the years and especially with my hormones and blood sugar regulation and metabolism, all the things just kind of falling apart over here, but I just had a decline, steady decline of progesterone and hormone balance through the past year. So what that looks like is my first miscarriage was at eight-ish, nine-ish weeks. My second loss was at six weeks and my third loss was at four weeks. So it was getting shorter and shorter every time. And my third loss, I was actually on a progesterone supplement, but even that was not enough. And so I just had this gut feeling in January this year. I was like, I feel like I just need to go ahead and get on the higher dose of progesterone that my OB would put me on once I found out I was pregnant, you know? So I just reached out to my OB. Thankfully, she is incredible. She's been with me through all three losses and now this pregnancy, and she's been so supportive. Like, I'm telling you, this woman is a saint, like such a godsend. She has personally called me to check in when I was going through my losses to see how I was doing, to see how I was feeling. And this is something I didn't know until I had a miscarriage, but most medical professionals will not run excessive testing for miscarriages until after a second loss or a third loss, actually. So after a third loss, that's when most practitioners will start doing miscarriage panels, labs, and treatment plans, or sending you to a fertility specialist, like all that kind of things. And I just could not believe that a lot of women are having to endure multiple losses before they get any answers or any type of solution or like figuring out what is going on. Like that's just so much for your body to go through before you get any answers. And like, I'm so grateful that my doctor was so open to running every single test, every lab, every treatment, like whatever we needed to do after my second loss, because one, it was kind of like a fluke. Like my first loss, it could have just been like a random 
one-time thing. And she assured me it shouldn't happen again because there were no signs in my body um, or my labs at that time that showed something was off to where there may be an issue that would prevent me from carrying a future pregnancy. So anyway, all of that to say, um, after my second loss, we started doing all the testing. And yeah, so I just from there felt like I needed to get on progesterone because that would have been our next move for my next pregnancy. So I called my OB and I was like, hey, can I just go ahead and get on the higher dose of progesterone? I'm almost out of my other one. And instead of reordering, I just figured like, why not ask? And she was like, sure, of course. So she sent it in that day and I immediately got on the higher dose of progesterone. So that I think was the first key for me personally. I'm not saying that this is across the board, like going to solve the problems if you have struggled with losses. Everybody has such a different journey. But for me, that was the only thing that we found as a common contributing factor for all three losses and moving forward, like planning for a fifth pregnancy. So all of that to be said, I got on progesterone at the beginning of January and then I started praying and I just said, Lord, like I've done all I can do to prepare my body and, and take care of my health and be proactive and, you know, consistent with all of these things. And we've done the testing and now I'm just going to leave it up to you. And if this is your plan, let's do it. And if not, I just trust that you will heal our hearts and help us have a desire to move into fostering and adopting. And so the next week I actually found out I was pregnant and it was just this wild, crazy whirlwind. Like I couldn't believe it. But then of course my first thought was like, okay, like we've done this. Like I, I'm just going to hold my breath for a little bit. But as the days went on, I am telling you, I had nothing but peace, which is honestly a miracle because this is, like I said, my fifth pregnancy after three losses. And I just feel so calm and have had no fear and anxiety during this pregnancy, which is truly, truly just the Lord. And like, I tangibly feel how covered I am in prayer by the people around us and our community and the people who have just walked with me through this journey. So that was just the coolest thing ever to not only find out I was pregnant and then also to also not have that weight of like, okay, let's just wait and see. I just knew, I knew it was the Lord because I had specifically asked and like, I just felt like he was saying, yes, yes, here it is. I hear you. And it's yes. So then my prayer was for a little girl. <laughs> and then I'll tell you why. Um, I always just had this feeling that we would have a daughter and a son and it's different for everybody, you know, like, I, I don't know, mom's intuition. It's all, it's this thing. Right. But for me, I really, really just felt like, I, I just know we're going to have a daughter. Like I just have this feeling. And so every single loss, I would kind of grieve. What if that was my chance to have a daughter? And for me also, since I've had, I've been pregnant so many times, I was like, if we find out this is a boy, I don't know if I want to be pregnant a sixth time to try for a girl. I have friends who have done that. I have a friend who had three boys and then tried again and had another boy. And I was like, I just don't think I'm built for that. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could be a boy mom to tons of boys. So if you are a boy mom to multiple boys, like props to you girl, because they're wild. And they're amazing and honestly, literally so much fun, but that's besides the point. So I just had this feeling like we were going to have a daughter. And so it was the sweetest thing. We ended up doing an early gender test, which I know is kind of like, I don't know, people have mixed feelings about that, but I just really, really wanted to know. And so Christopher and I actually went back and forth on this a little bit because he was pretty hesitant to find out if it was a boy or a girl, just because if it was 
if it did end in another loss, it, he said it would be harder for him if he knew that it was uh, like a specific, like a boy or a girl, you know? So we went back and forth for a while, but as I got closer and closer to the safe zone of getting into the second trimester, he felt more and more excited and just open to knowing and a little bit more hopeful. So we decided to go and do the early gender test. It was insane. Like we found out 24 hours later, it was crazy. My brother and my sister-in-law and their family were here. And it was so sweet because my sister-in-law is like my best friend, Emma. I know you're listening. She's so cute. She listens to this every Friday on her way to work. And it just like literally makes my day. So shout out to you, Emma. I love you so much. But we were waiting to find out about the gender. And I had actually just a week or so before found this letter that I wrote 10 years ago. Exactly. So in 2013, I was at Christ for the Nations College in Dallas, and I wrote a letter to my daughter, and I forgot about it, and I just recently found it. I haven't even read it yet because I'm like, I don't even know if I could do that. Like, it's so emotional and crazy. Like, it's just wild. So I found that letter. Then we found out it was a girl, and the way we found out is Christopher read the results through an email, and then he sent Jude over to me with a card to tell me it was a girl. And if you've heard me talk about our card dates before, this was a really sweet and special moment. Uh, Christopher, if you don't know what I'm talking about, every year since we've been dating, Christopher and I go on a card date. Basically what this is, is we go on a date to Target most of the time and we will go and pick out a card for each other, like separately, keep it a secret. We choose a card to give to each other for a future event in our relationship. And so like when we were dating, we got cards for like when we got engaged, when we got married, when we found out we were going to have our first kid or like I've done cards for Christopher where it's like first day at a new job or, you know, all kinds of things. So all anyway, Jude comes up to me and he gives me this card from Christopher and I look at the date and I know it's one of our card date cards and it was from 2017, which is the year we got married and I open the card and it's a card that says, congrats on your little miss. And it was Christopher writing a letter to me about our daughter. And it was just like, like, it just still, like, I just can't even believe, like, it just doesn't even feel real. I'm like, this girl has been prayed for and dreamed of for a decade or more. Like, she's just, it's just so sweet. Like, so we just, it was really cool when we found out. And like I said, um, my brother and sister-in-law were with us and it was just so sweet even talking to my sister-in-law about how it encouraged her faith even to find out it was a girl with us because I mean, I talked to her almost daily about how badly I wanted it to be a girl and she wanted it to be a girl for me, but also was like, okay, well, we're going to be happy either way, right? Like it's going to be great no matter what. Um, but it was just so sweet to be like, wow, like God really just spoke to you. Like he, his promise is true. He kept his word and like, you asked for it and he came through and it was just such a sweet thing. And honestly, like this, I could go on and on. It's just been so many sweet details like that along the way that have been so redemptive and so beautiful and just honestly, undeniably God. And it's been so special so far. And this girl is like, she's already got a story y'all. I'm so pumped. And it's just been so incredible. Like the fact that I started the by words events this year and I get to do so much with empowering women. And like, I'm taking her with me for all of that. Like, ah, uh, I don't even know how to contain or explain the joy that I feel. It's just unbelievable. And like thinking back to a year ago where I felt at one of the most dark, lowest moments of my life, like just feeling so hopeless and like, 
just how much God has healed in me in a year's time is wild. So that's the short of the story of our little girl. But I wanted to also take some time to answer your questions because I figured people probably would have questions about our pregnancy. And it's just been so sweet. Thank you so much for everybody who has just celebrated this miracle with us because we truly believe that she is a miracle. She's an answered prayer. Like it's just been so cool to have a community who is just excited about this girl as we are. So let me bring out my phone so that I can look at some of these questions. A lot of them were similar. So I'm just going to pick a few that kind of encompass the whole thing. So number one, how has the first trimester been? To be honest, it has been so hard. It has been so miserable and yucky. Like, ugh, I have had nausea all day, every day and headaches and the fatigue is so real. Like on top of running around with my toddler, like so tired. And listen, I am not a nap person, y'all. I hate naps. I just hate them. But I'm telling you, I have taken some five-hour naps in my first trimester this time. I'm just so tired all the time. But I'm finally coming out of that now that I'm in the second trimester. But honestly, the nausea is the worst because I'm not even getting sick. I'm just, there's no relief. I'm just nauseous all the time. So I've had to like drink liquid IV in my water so I can get that down. Um, very few things that sounded good to me. Another question was, did I have any cravings? I haven't had too many weird cravings. I have had more aversions and just feeling like I can't eat anything because I just feel yucky and sick all the time. And it just, food has not sounded great to me in general, but there are a few random things that I'm like, that sounds good to me. And I must have it immediately, or I cannot function. One of those things <laughs> randomly, this is literally so random is Red Robin's steak fries and their campfire mayo sauce. Now I have not been to Red Robin in probably three to four years. Like Christopher and I used to go sometimes, but it's not somewhere that we frequent necessarily. But the sauce, if you have had their campfire sauce, like you just know it's like, oh, it's so good. Honestly, like talking about it right now is making me want some. Haven't had it in a few weeks, but there were a couple days in a row where I was just like, I absolutely have to have it or I cannot function. And the bummer thing is the only Red Robin near us is literally at a mall. So I would go drive to the mall every day to get my French fries and special sauce. <laughs> and so that was the most intense craving, I would say. Besides that, there have just been a couple random things where I'm like, I can't eat anything, but I can have, oh, we have a really good burger place in Fort Worth called Rodeo Goat. There's a burger there that I was just like, I must have it and I need it. It's so good. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, nothing too weird. In the beginning, I really wanted sour stuff all the time. Like, give me lemonade, Chick-fil-A lemonade, sour popsicles, sour snow cones. Oh my gosh. Like just anything sour, gummy worms, frozen gummy worms actually is probably the weirdest thing I've craved. Um, but yeah, so those were my main cravings. Besides that, it's just been kind of like, ugh, nothing sounds good. Mostly aversions kind of thing. But somebody asked, how has this pregnancy been different with my than my pregnancy with Jude? It honestly was pretty similar in the beginning because I had most of the same symptoms with Jude. Like I was nauseous up till 15 weeks and then I woke up one day and felt amazing. And that's kind of how it's been this time. I am currently 13 weeks. 
by the time this episode comes out, I will be like 14, 15 weeks. So in the second trimester, and I'm already starting to gradually feel better each day. So I'm like, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I will be able to feel better and have some energy and eat normally again soon. Um, but yeah, besides that, um, not much is too different than my pregnancy with Jude. It's just harder because I now have a toddler. And when I was pregnant with Jude, I could just lay around all day, you know, like I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> and so I would say that's the biggest difference is that now I just have more responsibilities because I have a toddler and yeah, just challenging, get tired a lot easier. And it's about to be summer, really hot here in Texas. So not looking forward to that, but yeah, that's really all I would say about that. Um, somebody asked, has fear been an issue since having three of your miscarriages? And if so, have you fought it? Um, like I kind of said, as I was telling the story, really this time, miraculously, like I attribute this all to the Lord. Like I have not had fear and anxiety. There have been a couple moments where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to lose this baby. Like I, if I get really stressed, like there were a few days where I was crying to Christopher and I was like, I can't lose this baby. Like I want her so bad. But besides that, it really has just been more of like an intense longing for this baby and not necessarily like fear that I will lose this pregnancy. With my second and third pregnancies, oh my goodness, like the anxiety after my first miscarriage was so high just because, I mean, this is the sucky thing about it is I had one pregnancy that, that was to term and then I had three losses. So what became normal to me was the loss because that happened more than double the times of the successful pregnancy. So it just became like this thing where I would find out I'm pregnant and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Like, I'm just not even going to say anything. Like, we'll just wait it out. Like, it's probably going to end in a loss. Like, I would almost expect to see blood, to feel bad. Like, just, ugh. And like, my first miscarriage was traumatic. I hemorrhaged. I had to go to the ER. Like, it was horrible. Horrible. So I was like, just waiting for the other shoe to drop every time. And so I would say definitely the second and third losses were really, really hard for me to feel like anything except fear and anxiety basically. But this time I just really do tangibly feel how prayed for and loved that, that we are me and this baby, like going through this whole journey. It's just been really special. And I know that it's the Lord. Like that's literally all I can say because otherwise I would be terrified. <laughs> Next question is when did you find out? And when did we find out that she was a girl? Do we have a name? So we found out that I was pregnant, like I said, the, it, like middle of January, and it was just so surreal because like I said, I'd been through this so many times that I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant. This is wild, but I'm just going to be excited. I think that's the main difference too, is like this time I've let myself get excited. Um, with my last pregnancy, I started to make a registry and, you know, I had all the pregnancy apps, like the tracking things. And then I had another miscarriage and it's just devastating, like deleting all the apps or having to say like, no longer pregnant and just like grieving. Like I will never be able to hold this baby. Like I will never be able to love on them and buy them these gifts. Like I'll never have a shower for them. Like it's just really hard. Um, oh, but yeah. So in January we found out and I got, just got so excited. We found out she was a girl. Um, let me think what month are we in? I don't even know y'all. Yeah, I think it was the beginning of this month, like the first weekend or something. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when my family was here. Anyway, yeah, so we found out just a couple weeks ago, and we're so excited. 
We are still trying to finalize our name, but we do have a pretty solid option that will either be her given name or the nickname that we use. And I love it. It's so special to me um, and to Christopher as well, which is just really special. And I can't wait to share that story, but we are probably not going to share it until we are number one for sure, but probably number two until she's born. Just because y'all, do you even know, like the things that people say to you when you were pregnant, it's off the wall, man. Like they just feel like they can say anything. It's so funny. It's so funny. Honestly, like I was telling someone today when I was pregnant with Jude, we were telling my grandma his name. And so we told her his name's Judah and you know, da, da, da. She was like, Judah, that's weird. I don't know. Like, that's just a little weird. I was like, literally, what? Like, it's not even that out there of a name. Like, <laughs> I don't know. People are always going to have an opinion. So I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to avoid all that and keep it to ourselves. So that's kind of the route we're going this time. Um, and then somebody asked, what are Jude's feelings? Y'all, <laughs> he has been so funny. Well, first of all, Jude's just hilarious. Like, if you've been around our child, you know, he's just like, he's just something. Like, he's very clever very witty for a three-year-old, like very quick witted. It's so just, he, he's just, you never know what he's going to say. It's so funny. He kind of understands like at this point he's understanding more and more and he's really excited about his sister. He keeps saying like, Oh, I'm going to share my cars with my sister. And when my sister's here, we're going to play with my toys, but she can't have this one. So he'll like talk about it that way. But Oh my gosh, funniest thing ever just at the beginning of my pregnancy, when I was feeling super, super horrible, nauseous all day, every day, I was feeling so, so bad that I just stayed home one day in bed and Christopher took Jude to lunch and to play for a while so that I could get some rest. And when they were out, Jude was asking Christopher, like, why is mom not here? Why did she stay at home? And so Christopher was trying to explain, oh, well, when you have a baby in your belly, sometimes you feel bad, like you might throw up, just like, you know, not feeling very good in your tummy. And so mommy's just going to rest. And Jude said, oh, yeah, I had a baby in my belly when we were in Scotland. And this is hilarious because when we were in Scotland, we all got a stomach bug and Jude was throwing up like, the, sorry, if this is like TMI and making you nauseous. But yeah. So he was getting sick a lot when we were in Scotland and that is the connection that he made. And so for a couple weeks there, if he wasn't feeling good, he'd be like, mommy, I don't, ha I don't feel good. I have a baby in my belly today. I'm like, buddy, that's not really how it works, but okay. <laughs> so it go we go back and forth, but it's just so funny. I am, I will say at first I was really, really grieving the age gap between these babies because my brother and I are two years apart and we were all, we've always been very, very, very close. And so I just always wanted my kids to be close. And so now that Jude is going to be four a couple weeks after we have this baby, I'm starting to feel more warmed up to the fact that like, this doesn't have to be the end of the world They're It's not like they're never going to talk to each other because they're four years apart. You know, I have a friend whose brother is four years older than her. And she was just telling me earlier today about how sweet their relationship is. So I'm like, okay, it's good. It's fine. They're going to be great. It's going to be great. So I am grateful that Jude will be four because he's already very independent and helpful and understanding. So I feel like even more so then he'll be available and able to understand when she's here and just like, it won't be as difficult to explain those kinds of things. So that will be nice. Okay, let's see. What type of care did you decide to use and why? I am going to just a regular OB at a hospital. 
I just, just a quick background. When I was pregnant with Jude, I used a midwife and a doula and I was planning for a home birth all natural. And I ended up getting sick in my second, like end of second into third trimester with cholestasis. And if you don't know what that is, it is literally the worst thing ever. Um, it's where your liver leaks bile into your blood, which is like salty, yucky stuff. And it makes you itchy on the inside. So there's nothing you can do to calm the itching. And it would just like clockwork every night at like 6 PM, I would start itching all over my body, like hands and feet, head to toe, like could not sleep. It was so miserable. So that was going on. And then at 37 weeks, this boy decided he was going to flip breach. And so at that point I was just like, I cannot do this. I can't, I, I just, at that point for, for my safety, we needed to transfer care. So I moved from my midwife to a regular OB and we had the choice to either induce or to just go ahead and schedule a C-section. And because I had already not been sleeping, I was exhausted. I didn't want to induce because I I know that sometimes it's pretty common for induction to cause labor to go on longer. And I was already so exhausted and in so much discomfort and pain that I was like, honestly, I don't, I want to keep this from being as traumatic as possible. Like I would just rather go into this as peacefully as we can at this point, because if it ended up being emergent and I had to be put under for a C-section, like there was no guarantee that wouldn't happen anyway. And so I, I wanted to be awake and feeling good when he was born. And so we opted for the C-section option. And so we went from home birth to scheduled C-section at 39 weeks with Jude. And that was really, really difficult. But because I had those complications and also because my midwife moved away, which is the saddest thing in the world, she's still such a good friend of ours. And I text her all of my pregnancy questions all the time. But um, so she moved and I needed to find a new provider. And so I had been seeing a functional medicine doctor at the time, just working through my hormone stuff. And I asked them if they could recommend an OB at a hospital that was as close to a natural option as possible. And they recommended my OB that I'm currently seeing. And she truly has been amazing. Like her, her approach is more, we'll do anything that you want to do. Like we'll do your preference unless there's a medical reason why we need to do something a certain way. And she's just been so great. I have felt so heard. I've felt like I, I know my options. I have the freedom to choose what I feel is best for me. She's never given me any trouble for any of that. Like it never made me feel like I was stupid for choosing something or like, you know, it's just been, I've felt very, very supported by her. So I'm going that route just in case there are complications in this pregnancy. Again, I'm really praying and believing that there won't be, but just in case I just felt like it'd be easier to be with one provider the entire time rather than risk the chance of having to transfer again. Cause that was a whole that was a whole mess. But anyway, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. And I'm I'm just feeling really good. That is pretty much the story so far. I'm sure I will have more to share because I will be traveling during this pregnancy and doing by words events during pregnancy and recording these episodes during pregnancy. Like there's just this pregnancy I feel is just going to be so sweet. Like the timing is so not what I would have chosen for myself. Obviously I wish that, um, we would have had a healthy baby by now, but I just already feel like this girl, like this is her time. There's nothing accidental about it. And I'm just, I'm so ready to meet her. My due date is September 28th and I can't wait. 
So anyway, that's all for today. I'm sure I will have more to say as time goes on. If you have questions, feel free to DM me. I always love being a resource for women who are struggling with losses or going through pregnancy, have questions. I mean, obviously I'm not an expert, but I love to just encourage because I know what it's like to be there. So feel free to reach out anytime if you have questions, but that's pretty much it for today. Hope this was enjoyable to you. I know it was kind of just like a random chit chat, but thank you so much seriously for all of your love and support and prayers for me in this journey and for my family and for the sweet baby girl. We are so, so excited. That's it for today, friend. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.